0: Hey, what's up guys? Welcome back to Marketing of the Minds. Great to be back with you once again on episode nineteen, with our favorite host, Nathan Hawks. And I wouldn't
1: say favorite. Well
0: you're you're my favorite. Okay. You're my favorite. I don't have many favorite podcast hosts in in my world.
1: Am I in the top ten?
0: You are in the top ten. That's uh yeah. And I don't say that just to anybody. So (laughs) Good. Uh, great to be back with everybody once again. This is uh, part two of a two-part series at Marketing of the Minds, talking about some of the lessons that uh, have been learned over the last 14 years of running digital marketing agencies and working with clients in all sorts of different industries. And I think one of the biggest challenges that business owners and marketers run into is 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 as you're working hard to advertise and market and promote your company, what's the right kind of Attitude, mindset, and perspective that we should have as we run into kind of the average, everyday, normal challenges that marketing and advertising your company present. Uh, and so, again, we're, uh, we're 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 sharing some stories and talking about some of the the biggest lessons learned. Now, uh, for example, I know one of the one of the things that happens to surface all the time in, as you're running marketing campaigns and you're just doing various things is, is when you are spending good money on on your marketing and you're not seeing the results, meaning the phone calls aren't coming in, uh, people are not coming into the office, you're not getting the number of visitors to your website, the, the leads aren't coming in, and the sales aren't closing nearly to the degree that you would like, and you're just not getting that return on investment. What where do you point your finger? Where do you go? You're spending a lot of money. You're not getting the results that you want. Not seeing the return on investment. Where initially would you point your finger? Where do you kind of retreat to? Where do you go to start getting some answers and trying to figure out what, where to go to kind of fix this thing?
1: Good, good question, Terry. Um, usually when we're sitting back and doing the work, there's this panel in front of us. And we usually go, whoo, what does this button do? No, I'm just kidding. That's not how it happens.
0: Okay, let's pull this lever.
1: Yeah. In fact, we should do a segment sometime on funny stories. I could tell you some funny stories. (laughs) But um, (laughs) in the last episode, we mentioned that it's important to do tracking, right? And uh, you can't improve what you're not measuring. So I would, first of all, counsel to people, because this is one of the very first things we always do with any new client that we're working with is is tracking in place do we have the right metrics set up are the goals and conversion pieces set up for us to track everything because again and I'll say it again by and large it's a big data collection game that we mm-hmm. play yeah. and and you can make all the i think and i feel conversations you want but if the facts are different you, you got to follow the facts that's that's the science right um Speaking of tracking, there are lots of ways to do tracking. And uh, a really common one I would make sure everybody uses because it just applies everywhere is Google Analytics.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Plugs into so many things. Now, I'm not saying that's the only one. We've talked about them in the but, past. But mm-hmm. Google Analytics, yep. by and large, applies in almost every case, in almost every case. But there's other gaps that you can fill in. Like, there are some really good conversion um, conversion rate optimization software. Uh, pieces you can have that'll help you determine what are elements on your website that can help a conversion get better, a conversion rate. uh, So that you don't need more visitors, maybe you just can get more of the visitors you already have to take the action you're asking them to. Uh, Another piece, one that's important to us is call tracking. Because if calls are a big metric for us, then how are we going to track accurately? I'm not saying there aren't roundabout ways, but how do we accurately track calls. And so call tracking is a big deal. And so I actually have a a situation. We were dealing with a plumber in North Carolina and uh, I think he was a little frustrated. He was kind of one of those, you know, once bitten, twice shy kind of guys. And so he was spending before he started with us about twice as much on SEO and and, uh, about three times as much on paid ads. More than he needed. That's the point. Mm-hmm. But his tracking wasn't in place. And uh, and after we had produced some success, he's literally a case study client. Like, we're killing it, at least from our perspective. He calls me up to say, I, I can't do this anymore. I think we're, we're going to cancel. And I'm blown away. Like, I'm on the floor at this point. Through tracking, call tracking, and through our Google Analytics, we discovered what an issue was, and once it was fixed, it was amazing. Things just took off. But, uh, but what ended up happening, real specifically, was that uh, through call tracking, we could, um, you know, in certain states with call tracking, you can um, let let the other party know, and you'll hear it sometimes, like, "Hey, this call may be monitored for quality, quality assurance yeah. or something." Training generic purposes, like that, right. or for training purposes, right? Whatever. And uh, and so the calls are being recorded, and he's telling me like I it, you know, the sales just aren't coming in and I'm looking at the numbers going there. We are producing the phone calls, man. We are producing the traffic. You're ranking better than you ever have. All the awesome details were happening with this guy. In fact, like I said he was a case study for us cause we were just doing so well. But we got into listening to some of the phone calls and found out that some of his receptionists were, uh, not allowing the sales process to happen. And it was a really interesting situation simply because these receptionists, there were two of them in particular, really good friends with the company owner. And he would never in a million years believe they were sabotaging any of the sales calls. But as we got to, they didn't, and I don't think they knew that we had call tracking happening. So we got back through in in a month and found out that more than three quarters of the phone calls that came in, they were just saying, you got the wrong number or, go, you know, they, it sounded like they were busy doing something else and, and really not saying, yeah, we'd love to help you. What's the problem? Can we send a technician over or a plumber or what have you, a service repairman? And they just weren't making that happen. So, but when the third receptionist lady was answering, she was helping sales go through and that's how they were even surviving. But once we presented that data, the the facts, not the I think and I feels, because according to him, he didn't think we were doing a good job. And according to us, we were killing it. So, so who's right? Yes. Well, the, the the data, the data tells us who's right. And so, when we showed him the data and showed him the phone calls, I think he was beside himself. He let those two girls go. Um, I think it was a really. T- I'm so glad I'm not him right. doing that phone doing those conversations. But once he had those conversations and he got two new receptionists in, all of a sudden, sales just started cruising. He went from three service vans that would make you know calls to houses to eight in about two months because he was so overbooked. Because he was so overbooked, he could erase his rates just a little bit. We were able to decrease his Google ad spend from over $20,000 a month down to $8,000 a month, but he was seeing like eight or nine times the conversions he was prior. His, I estimate that his ad spend went up so high because he was trying to hurry and get more calls oh, yeah. that these people were destroying. Tracking matters, that's the point. Tracking matters. And, uh, and to kind of give you a, a, a neat piece behind that, um, after working with them for about another, after that, oh, you know, he'd been, he'd stuck with us for about nine months at that point before he called us up to say, I, I can't do this anymore. It's not working. Right. Fixed it. And then 18 months later, after that, roughly, uh, in the city he's in, there was a large corporate plumbing HVAC company that bought him out because they were tired of being beat by him. Whatever he was doing was working. He wasn't telling them. So they said, that's fine. We'll just, if you can't beat him, join him, right? So then they bought wow. him out at a reasonable sum, and he decided to exit. I don't know. I'm not sure what he's doing now, but that's the only reason we're not working with him anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, good for you. That's incredible. That's incredible. Well, I, you know, when I hear that story, a couple things that come to my mind, lessons learned are obviously make sure you've got your, your tracking and your and your marketing well documented so you can make good decisions there, certainly. But but sometimes it's not all about just increasing revenue. Sometimes it's about increasing or improving your profitability, lowering your expenses, lowering your cost to acquire those phone calls or those conversions, or lowering your ad spend. Is there a more efficient way to use the money? And it sounds like that's, in essence, what you guys did there. Yeah. And I
1: look, I think that there's a couple different Thoughts behind this um, one is and we get this all the time. I just need to increase my traffic Why so that I can grow my revenue well, what if we didn't have to grow your traffic at all? What if we could just increase the number of people that could follow the call to action to become a conversion? from the traffic you already have and Then what if we could also as a third step maybe is like another enhanced piece What if we could get the people who are spending money with your company or agency your store? Uh, whatever it might be. Uh, What if we got those people who are already spending money to just spend a little bit more when they spent the money? So there's increased traffic is step one, increased conversions is step two, and increase the revenue per transaction is step three. And I'd even argue there's a step four, and that's getting a repeat rate. Exactly. So, and we can talk about those another time, but...
0: Something oh, that's, to consider. Awesome. that's awesome. Well, as business owners and marketers as, as, as we're running campaigns, managing campaigns, looking at, at various things, I, you know it's not uncommon for us to have particular goals and objectives, specific benchmarks that we want to hit revenue wise or just other marketing benchmark uh, metrics, wise, you know whatever the case might be. Um, maybe help us understand how our attitudes or perspectives need to be. When it comes to reaching certain marketing goals versus um, continually making progress or, uh, you know, maybe less about the finish line and more about the journey. Uh, Because it seems like so much in marketing is is more about the journey rather than just hitting a a specific number. Yep. Any experiences or stories that...
1: I can think of one. I can. I can think of one. Um, Um. We were. Uh, this was years ago, a couple of years ago. We were working with a company. Um, in fact, they were also located in California. Now that I think about it, selling AutoCAD software licenses okay. and very specifically for SolidWorks. And if anybody knows about SolidWorks, they're not cheap. They're it's like twenty five thousand plus per license. You know, and you've talked to these uh, architecture and engineering firms that have you know, 15 people at their company that all need licenses. It's not a small sale. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: This guy at the time, and again, it was a couple years ago, uh, was a approved outsourced sales option for SolidWorks. And I want to say SolidWorks is located, their corporate headquarters were somewhere in the central US, like Chicago or something like that. I can't remember at the moment, but he was in California and he said, Hey, I've got this region that they're allowing me to have And uh, so I just wanna sell more licenses and I don't think people know who I am. So through just SEO, um, we got him to rank really well for any of those kinds of keywords that would draw in leads for those licenses in, I think at the time we were working about seven or eight cities at a time. And I wanna say it was probably seven or eight months, maybe nine months into it, we sent him a report and the report said, you're ranked number one in every single one of these cities. And the the guy was really happy. He was really happy. I remember catching up with him and and uh, shortly after that report, and he goes, well, what a fruitful relationship. I am so glad I hired you guys, but I guess that all the good things come to an end, right? We're done.
0: <laughs> and
1: I go, what are you talking about? <laughs> done? Look what we just did, right? Again, I was a little more naive and young in my internet marketing experience at that time. And he goes, well, I mean we, we achieved the goals that we set out to hit, and I'm pleased, and I'm making really good money. I said, only if we're only done if you want to be, And he goes, "Well, what do you suggest?" And I said, "Let's either raise your budget and continue to you know bring in other areas or other locations, or let's um, let's target another eight cities or something like that. Anyway, we went through this process about two or three times got to a point with him that he was ranking number 1 for something like 24 cities, major cities in California for the term solidworks or solidworks licenses etc. and uh, the company solidworks he was outselling the corporate, the corporate entity the, the corporate just yeah. in his area in California. He was outselling the whole rest of the country in his one area. Now, I mean, there's probably a higher concentration of people who could buy those licenses in that area. Uh, There's probably a lot of other pieces to that. But uh, SolidWorks ended up buying him out for a very, very healthy sum. Um, And ironically, he did then start another business and brought that business to us. And and, uh, we did some marketing there and was successful again. And I think we're waiting. And, And that company got bought out a few years ago.
0: I'm noticing a trend where you get your hands on a company, do some amazing things, they grow, they get bought out, and the process repeats. That's uh, that's kind of been the uh, that's kind of been the but but the, it seems like the lesson on on this particular AutoCAD business is is a set your marketing goals, set specific benchmarks so that you can track and measure and monitor your growth and your progress. But when you hit those. Be ready, to, be ready to create additional ones and just stay focused on continual improvement, constant continual uh, improvement to your marketing and, and always be looking for different ways to expand and grow kind of through those four levels that you mentioned. How can I get more people to see me? How can I get more of those people to click, call, visit? Interact, engage. E- engage, interact. How can I get them to interact and engage but at a higher dollar amount than they normally would through upselling or cross-selling, sure. And then number four is how do I get them to come back a second and a third and a fourth and a fifth time to do it again and yep. again and again. Yep. So those four levels are pretty powerful and pretty smart.
1: Yep. Uh, I, I don't. I don't like to brag. I'm not. I'm not a braggadocious kind of person. But there was a time uh, in our history where the only reason we had any cancellations was because a, a handful of our clients got bought out. And uh, this is during that time, um, but but in the end, this is we we use this real simple thing, and I, and I we talk about this in our production uh, and fulfillment meetings all the time. Is we set goals, and then we hit them, and then we ask ourselves, what's next? So now what? So now what? So now what? And and uh, so I, look, you may have a goal. Maybe it's to hit a million dollars in a year, or maybe it's to get. 200 new patients in a month, or maybe it's to write five, you know, five new policies per day, or whatever the whatever your goal might mm-hmm. be. Okay, you hit that. Are you done? I would argue no. I would argue that you're not. There's some next step. Think about what that might be. So th- you're just one step, right? That was one step, but what's step two? And then what's step three? And then what's step four? You got to be thinking about that all the time. And if you're not, because a lot of times the actions we take now will interact and affect what happens in the future. You can't just do all of your actions to just hit the first goal. Yeah. So a little bit of thought through it, a little bit of tracking, a little bit of how do we enhance this? How do we enhance that? And, and look, I know I'm probably gonna shoot myself in the foot for saying this, it's not always about spending more money. It helps, it helps, <laughs> I'm not gonna argue that, but it's not always about spending more money. And you don't always have to increase your ad spend budget. You don't always have to increase your SEO budget. You don't always have to, sometimes it's just enhancing some of the things you have or making efficiencies and improvements on what you've already done. There are hidden gems or nuggets in your own yard and you don't even realize it. And we often help people see that there's inefficiencies or pieces that they're missing out on. And so I would just argue that what you think might be successful, there could be more. I know that there's more and we could probably help you find it. But it doesn't have to be just us. Just think about it a little bit.
0: No, that's awesome. Well, great to be with you. Thanks for sharing the stories. Got lots of great lessons to be learned here over 14 years of, of marketing experience. So if you've uh, found some value in this particular episode, feel free. We'd love it to uh, love for you to be able to uh, hit like, subscribe, and share this particular episode with uh, your coworkers and your customers, clients, whoever else. Uh, and uh, help spread the word about marketing of the minds. And by the way, post your comments down below, particular questions that you you have problems and issues that you're running into with your marketing we'd love to be able to showcase your questions right here on marketing of the Mind and answer them and, and get them answered and uh and um, um uh, a lot of the times we will select some of the people who comment uh on these uh, on these particular episodes and give them some free swag free stuff that uh, that we offer so anyway great to be with you guys nate any final parting words lessons learned for from uh, for today oh
1: so many uh, no no Not today. (laughs) Not today. I'm exhausted and I'm spent.
0: (laughs) Uh, And there it is. Great to be with you guys. We'll see you next time. Take good care. Bye-bye.